Wednesday and this coming Sunday and the following Wednesday, um, all with Brother Simeon Costa, and we're excited to have him. And let's let God have his way. John chapter uh, 7, verses 37 through 39. It says, Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, from within him shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they had believed on him, were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Amen. Hallelujah. Is that powerful? Out of, out of, or from, uh, the New King James would say, out of your belly uh, shall flow rivers of living water. Here in the American Standard, it says, from, with, from within him shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You just lift your hands one more time to the Lord and just allow his presence to just move over you. If you feel his presence, the presence of God is moving so strong in here this morning. It is unbelievable how powerful it is right now. Winds of refreshing. Waters of refreshing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You know, Jesus, of course, is all that we need. And in reading here in verse 37, it's one of the one of the areas that he he says he can meet our need. And that is when we're thirsty, he claims here in verse 37 um, to come to him. He says, come to me. And and he he's basically saying, I am the water of life. Uh, in other places, he said, I'm the bread of life. In other places, he says, I'm the light of the world. And there's something, though, refreshing here when we understand that he, in essence, is saying he's all that we need. He's all that we need. There's nothing like being in the presence of God. There's nothing like being in a, a service where you can feel the power of God. And then, of course, we know we know the difference when we have been at certain phases in our lives where we have not felt that flow. We have not felt that dimension of the Holy Ghost. And those times are miserable because we know it, we can always refer back to those moments and we're fighting for those moments. We want to get back to those moments or we can get into the presence of God because we know when we get to that place and that dimension, anything is possible. It feels so wonderful. And, um, and you know, the thing is, is Jesus says, if any man thirst point is, is if you're thirsty, he has what you need. If you're not thirsty, he can't, he can't fill someone who doesn't see their need for him. That's why the Bible teaches, and specifically Jesus teaches, that 
he, uh, those that are whole need not a physician. And of course, he was speaking to the Pharisees because Jesus had the power to heal. And we saw that all throughout the scripture. He's healing broken bodies. He's raising the dead. He's opening blinded eyes. He's doing miracles. And by the way, that's, that's where we're headed in this church. There's miraculous dimensions waiting for us. How many of you believe that? Amen. I believe that. And, uh, and, and, and what we're feeling right now, especially in these services and what's building and what's going to continue to build, we're just tasting a little bit of it. We're just kind of touching the tip of the iceberg. Uh, is God encouraging us and increasing our faith to know that he has greater things for us? Now, now of course, where some people uh, miss it is that when God begins to move, they simply keep it for themselves. And then what happens is, is it kind of just plateaus. That's not going to happen here. I'll tell you why. Because this church has been here a while and many of us have been here for a while and we know what it's like to be here we know what it's like to be here. We know what it's like to be here. And as far as I'm concerned, and the hunger that I feel here is saying, God, no, 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 no more. You're going to pass. We're not going to let you pass us by. We got a hold of you. Or we're going to hold on to you. We're not letting you go. How many of you feel that way today? You feel that way? Amen. How many of you feel like you have a hold of God and you're just not going to let him go? Look at your neighbor and say, don't let him go. Whatever you do, don't let him go. Hallelujah. Because living without Jesus and having church without Jesus, it, it's not it's not fun. I'm not saying he's without that he leaves us. I'm saying there's times we go through that dry time, that time where the waters of refreshing don't seemingly flow as as freely. But he's saying if you thirst, I'll fill you. So first of all, you have to be thirsty. And also you have to realize your thirst. Please understand this. Is there are people in this congregation today and there's people out there right now that are thirsting for something. But they, many of them don't realize that really they're thirsting for God. So what they do is they, they put other things to quench that thirst. Whether it be alcohol, whether it be drugs, whether it be uh, all manner of sin, all manner of things, just worldliness, just fulfilling, trying to find something to fill that void. They're thirsty, but they don't realize what they're thirsty for and not able to come to a place where they could say, okay, I'm thirsty for God and God, I need you. And really what this is talking about here is a place of humility, a place where pride does not dwell. A place where we recognize I need God. Now, the danger is with, with us in church is we could say, well, man, I'm, I'm coming to church every week. I, I go to church in the midweek and, and I come on Sundays and I'm even involved. And, and hey, you know, I, I'm cool. I'm set. But if you and I could really see ourselves in the spiritual world, there is, there is something inside of us. There is something about us that truly never ceases to be thirsty for more of God or needs more of God. There never, there's never going to come up, come to a point where you go, you know what? I'm set. I'm, I'm cool. I'm, you know, tap, tap, I'm done. You know, 
like filling the, the, the car at the, at the gas station. Okay, yeah, it's full. With God, you're always in need, whether you realize it or not. Whether you, whether you really see it or not, there's something inside of you that says, I want more of God, and I need more of God. Amen. That's why you're here. And so as church folks, we can never get to that point where we say, you know what? I've reached my plateau. I've reached the level of you know, success to the point where I'm, I'm cool. I don't need more of God. You always need more of God. Today you need more of God. Tonight you're going to need more of God. Tomorrow morning you're going to need more of God. Tomorrow afternoon you're going to need more of God. Tomorrow evening you're going to need more of God. And so the point is, He is the living water. He has everything you need, but you have to be able to go, okay, I see that I need Him. And once your, your, your humility kicks in, and once the pride leaves, the flow comes. Hallelujah. I think, I think God sometimes smiles at, at, at us at times when we kind of are feeling so good in our lives that we kind of just do the church thing and not really the desperate thing. Do you realize that there is so much more God is going to do here this coming year before this year is over, today. We can never be comfortable. If we had a church of a thousand, we can never be comfortable. We can never be satisfied. You can be content. Content and satisfied. Being satisfied are two different things. Being satisfied means that's it. Content means, you know, things are good. Want more, but things are good. If it was 10,000, we need to reach more people. Why? There's more people to reach. Amen? It's not until we get to heaven to where we're going to be walking and living in the living water, living in the light of the world, living with the bread of life that we, we don't need anymore because we're in constant communion with Him. Amen? And the point is, is I'm thirsty this morning. Yesterday was awesome. I just preached in Santa Ana. Great, awesome. I once I, I walked in this place, and when I walked in this place, I felt the anointing of God so strong. We could have just worshipped a, a, a little bit more, and we could have just prayed a little bit more, and went home, and it had been a great service. Amen. Because the power of God and the presence of God is here, and when the presence of God is here, that's really all that matters. Is connecting with Him. Words seem empty when you don't feel His presence. Songs seem dry when you don't feel His presence. Preaching seems irritating when there's not His presence. But when His presence is here, and when the anointing of God is here, everything seems alive. Everything seems fresh. Everything seems like I just heard that song last week, but it sounds like I'm hearing it for the first time this week. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm thirsty. But something so incredible here, it says in verse 38, so first of all, we realize we need God. He is the water of life. So I need to come to Him to drink. 
Not go to another source. That is not water for your soul. That is not refreshing water for your spirit. He is the living water. That's what he's claiming here. And of course, this got him into a lot of trouble. He basically interrupted the feast. If you read the story through, he interrupts the feast and yells at the top of his lungs. And because what they would do is during this feast, they would carry this pot filled with water and they would march with it. And he interrupted the feast and he said, I am the living water. If you're thirsty, come to me and drink. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Thousands and thousands of people. And this man stands out of nowhere and says, this water over here, you're going to be thirsty if you keep drinking that. You need to come to me. That reminds me of that woman at the, at the well. When she's sitting there trying to, trying to get some water out of that well. And she goes at the time in which nobody's there because her lifestyle is not one where she wants to share with anybody or be mocked because she's had five husbands. And maybe some of the husbands of the women that come to get that water at the well so she goes when nobody's there and jesus is sitting there this day and she goes to get some water out of out of that well and jesus says to her something so powerful he says whoever drinks this water will thirst again but whoever drinks of the water that i shall give him shall be in him a a spring of life a wellspring of water into everlasting life And she's like, give me this water. You know what she's saying? I need what you got. He's basically saying, aren't you tired of dropping that bucket in and doing all that work when you can just come to me and I'll give you everything you need and you don't have to labor for it? Come unto me, all ye that are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. And you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we try to do things on our own, it gets tough. But when we yield to God, then His Spirit can do an incredible work. Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of doing it your way? How about let's do it God's way? Amen. And you know what I feel like what's been happening? It's been God's way coming in this place. And you know what people are doing? Saying, God, keep on doing that. Keep on doing that. Keep on doing that. Who cares about what's going to happen next in the service? Let's just do it your way. Because we tried our way. Having this at this time and this at this time and this at this time. God, when your glory moves, when your glory fills the house, we just want to please stay. Please stay. Don't leave. Whatever you do, don't pass me by. If you feel that way, raise your hands unto the Lord right now. Hallelujah. And just let Him know. Just talk to Him. Just say, God, I'm not letting you go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It reminds me of the two men on the road to Emmaus. And those men were discouraged. Those men were despondent. Those men had given up. They were leaving Jerusalem because Jesus was crucified and they felt like it was all over with. And as they're walking on the road, Jesus shows up but but disguises himself. And he walks with them the whole way. But he doesn't show them who he is. And at some point in the journey, he acts as though he's going to leave. And they do something very powerful. The Bible says, and they constrained him. 
They didn't even know it was Jesus, but they felt something when he talked because later on you read in the story after Jesus revealed himself to them and disappeared, they looked at each other and said, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us along the way? And there's times in your life where you're walking with God, it's not very clear that it's God. It's not very clear what's going on in your life. It seems very confusing. But Jesus shows up in different ways. And Jesus reveals Himself in ways that you don't see and understand. But you know when you hear hear that voice. Or you know when that impression comes to your mind. And you know when that sermon was preached. And you know when you heard that song that something hits you in your heart but you kind of blew it off. And you kind of were like, no, that can't be God. No, that that can't be right. That sounds too good to be true. And yet, in fact, it was Jesus the whole time because when you heard it, your heart burned within you. You felt something happening to you. He was there the whole time. But the interesting thing is, is they constrained Him. They didn't let Him leave. They said, could you come in and eat with us? Even though they didn't know it was Jesus. They just felt something. When this man's talking, they just felt something. And they wouldn't let Him go. And next thing you know, they're sitting... They're sitting at the table, and he appears to them. He, he, he opens himself. He reveals himself to them. They had been walking with the Master the whole time and didn't even realize it. And how many of us are walking with the Master right now and don't even realize it? And I, and I think that what God's doing so fresh in our environment is something that even our minds, we go, and this is different. Is it God? Well, we know it's God because we feel God, but... What's happening? It's really not normal. It's really not the way we're used to. It feels great though. I want to keep doing it. And so what's happening is, is right now the church is latching a hold of God with, with the little understanding that we have. We don't know where He's taking us. We don't know where this journey's leading, but we know it's powerful. And we're, you know what we're doing? We're following His Spirit. That's what we're going to do. We're going to follow His Spirit. And if it's not of His Spirit, and if it's not flowing in that dimension, we're not going to follow it. We're going to say, uh-uh, that's going back to somewhere we don't want to go. We're going to go where the flow is. We're going to go where the river is. We're going to go where the miracles are. Amen? We're going to go where the power of God's moving. And if it's dead and it's lifeless, done. No. That's why in this, these services, God is doing something fresh. And pastor's here. He's been telling me about it. He's like, my goodness, the Spirit of God will come in and just move. And your pastor's following that vein of the Spirit. Like Moses in the wilderness, the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire just following it. I don't know where we're going, but we're, just follow, we're going to follow what God's doing. Where's this leading us? What's going to happen? We're going to follow it. Because it's better than being in Egypt. It's better than being in dead places. It's better than being locked up. It's better than being bound. It's better to be following the cloud and following the fire than to stay in Egypt. And that's what God's doing. His Spirit is moving. And we're just going to follow it. And aren't you glad you have a man of God in your pastor that is following it? Like Moses, he's like, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to follow it. You want to know why? Because the alternative, it's, it's, it's not worth it. Just having traditional church. Cute little sermon and go home. You don't need that. Your friends don't need that. Your friends, you, your family, need an encounter and an experience with God. 
When they come in here sick, they need to leave healed. When they come in here weary, they need to leave refreshed. Amen? Come on, look at some, give somebody a little punch on the arm and say that. Say, don't you want to be refreshed? That's what it's all about. Hallelujah. I'm thirsty for God. And the next part of the verse says something amazing. He who believes on me, as the scripture has said, verse 38, he who believes on me. What God is doing right now, whether we see it or understand it or not, there is an increase of faith. There is another dimension of faith that this this church is being elevated to. To believe for great things. To believe God for miracles. To believe God for, for growth. To believe God for families to be saved. Does anybody believe that here today? How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that? That God is going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. I see a few people that believe that. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to know why? Because God is about to do incredible things. He says, if you'll believe on me, if you'll just trust in me, if you'll just step out by faith. Come on, Peter. Get out of that boat and start walking on the water. And you know what this church is doing? Here we go, Jesus. Let's do it. Whatever we got to do, let's go. Why? Because we're tired of staying in the boat. When you stay in the boat, the storm is going to get you. If you stay in the boat, you're going to drown. But if you get out on the water where Jesus is, that's where miracles are. That's where power is. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's worship. Let's worship for a moment. Come on, let's worship. That's it. Let your voice out. Hallelujah. Woo! We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. And when you're walking on that water, it gets scary. And when you're walking on that water, it's not normal. It's not normal for people to be walking on water. It's normal for you to be in a boat on the water. But it's not normal for you to be standing on the water. But God never does normal stuff. God just does His kind of stuff. God just says, I want to do that, so I'm going to do that. That's how bad to the bone He is. And you got to get ready and get all that stuff off of you. And say, God, I just want to move with Your Spirit. If you want me to pray for somebody, I'll pray for somebody. If you want me to lay hands on somebody, I'll lay hands on somebody. If you want me to invite somebody to church, I'll invite them to church. My God, my God. That's what we're doing. We're we're stepping out on the water with Jesus. But we cannot do what Peter did. And we cannot be afraid. We cannot start looking at the circumstances. We can't start looking at the situations. We can't start looking at the storms that people want to bring our way and comments that people want to make and, 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 and things that people want to do to somehow get us to start sinking. And that's what Peter did. As soon as he started to look at everything around him, instead of keeping his eyes on Jesus, he started sinking in that water. Hallelujah. Because when your eyes are on him, you can do miraculous things. When your eyes are on Him, there is no barrier. There is no obstacle. I don't care if it's water. A water becomes a highway when you're walking in the Spirit and you're walking with Jesus. 
Amen. You can become a human rocket ship if you, if you're walking with Jesus. Jesus is there on, on the Mount of Olives and all of a sudden, the first human rocket ship starts taking off. When you're walking with Jesus, the laws of thermodynamics don't affect you. Are you hearing me now? When you're walking with Jesus, atoms and molecules, whatever, God can transcend that. But if you want to stay where you're at, then you'll be in the boat and afraid. Or otherwise you'll be saying, I'm walking in faith. I'm walking in the realm that God walks in. See, we're always saying, God, walk in my realm. Man, I, ooh, God's giving me something right now. Hear, hear, hear this right now. Listen to me. We're always saying, God, I want you to minister to me in my realm. Come to the boat. Get inside the boat and minister to me in my dimension. God says, no. You leave your dimension. And you come into my world. And, and some of us right now, listen to me, some of us right now are saying, God, why aren't you here? God, how come you're not answering prayer? God, where's the miracle? God, how come things aren't changing? And it's because you're sitting in that boat, holding on to what you want to hold on to. And God's saying, now you can stay there or you can get out of there and come into my world. And when you get into my world, everything in your world gets fixed. Woo! Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, are you hearing that? Get out of where you're at right now. Get out of that fear. Get out of that doubt. And say, okay, Jesus, I tried it my way. I think I'll try it your way. Come on, somebody just praise him for a moment. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I feel victory already coming in right now. Something was just released in this house right now because somebody's eyes were just open God caused you to see that what you've got to do is leave where you are and get to where he is well God I'm not moving until you come to me Jesus is saying no you come to me we try to put God in a box we tried to dictate to God. We tried to bend the rules. We tried to twist God's arm. God is saying, I'm God. I don't work for you. I'm not the slave. I'm not Santa Claus and you come and give me a list and everything that you put on that list, I'm going to do everything for you. I'm God. And if you want me, get out from where you are. Get out of that relationship. Get out of that financial situation. Get out of that bitterness and that attitude. Get out of that negative mentality. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. He does. He wants to fix it. But you've reached a place in your life where you've passed so many tests and you've come through this, this walk and you've been living in this relationship with God for a while and, and now He's trying to mature you. 
and you want it the same way he's been doing it. Because he did it that way, he's saying, no, no, no. It's time to grow up now. We're doing things different. You're maturing. And with maturity comes risk and responsibility. And if you want the greatness of God, you have to take greater risks. Hallelujah. But remember something. Whatever he asks you to do, he's already out there waiting for you. He's not asking you to do you to do something he's not doing himself. He's not asking you to walk out on the water and he's sitting comfy in a boat. He's out there on the water. Why? Because he's showing you he can you can do it, because look at I'm right here. Hallelujah. God's in the realm that don't make sense. He's in the quote, does not make sense, end quote, realm. And that's where we're going. And we cannot take all this glory and just keep it keep it to ourselves. Keep this Jesus right here. It's me and you, man. And I want it this way. Okay. Want to right? You, you, okay, do this. No, 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 no. It's going to get bad to the bone. We'll just let God be God. Understand what I'm saying? It's going to get crazy if we'll just let God. He that believeth on me. How many of you are putting limitations on God that really you need to take those limitations off and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is anything too hard for God? That's what, that's what happened when Sarah, when God came to Sarah and Abraham and said, Sarah, you're going to have a son. And she laughed at him. And he said, is anything too hard for God? She's 90 something years old and God gives her a baby. Nothing's too hard for God, folks. Last time I checked, I haven't heard of anybody parting the Pacific Ocean. Now, if God can do that, He's bad to the bone. He can tear down city walls with a shout. That's pretty crazy. He can turn water into wine. He can feed 25,000 people with five loaves and two fish. Are we, are we ready for what God's going to do? Are we expecting? Do we believe Him? Because right now, today, you need to take all the limitations off of God. Well, I believe God can do this, this, and this, but I don't know about this, this, and this. You need to take all the limitations off of God. And you need to come into these services every Sunday saying, I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is it's going to be incredible. Matter of fact, you should just bring your friends to church and just say, hey, you want to come to service? And they, they might talk to you and say, well, what goes on there? Honestly, I don't even know what's going to happen this week. You just need to show up. What would happen? What would happen if you took all the limitations off of God? Just said, you made the world. You spoke the stars into existence. So pretty much you can do anything, right? Pretty bad to the bone, right? So I believe you. 
he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, that's what the Bible says. How many of you believe God this morning? If you believe God, I want you just to let him know how much you believe that he is going to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. If you believe him, let him know right now, whether it's by clapping your hands, whether it's by lifting your voice, whether it's by whatever it is, let him know. I believe in you, God. I'm taking all the limitations off. That's it. There you go. Play that little tambourine. Hallelujah. I believe. God, I believe. God, I believe. I'm afraid, but I believe. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. God, I don't know, but I believe. I can't see it, but I believe. How many of you feel that way right now? Come on, release your faith a little bit. Release your faith a little bit. Find something that's been difficult for you to believe God for. And just out of your mouth, start to tell God you believe he's going to do that thing that maybe has been a little difficult for you to believe. God, I believe. God, I believe. God, I believe. I believe. Woo. Lord, I believe. That's it. Tell him, I believe. I believe you're going to save my husband. God, I believe you're going to save my family. God, I believe. I believe you're going to provide the finances that I need. God, I believe that you're going to open the doors. God, I believe you're going to heal my marriage. God, I believe you're going to touch my children. God, I believe you're going to give us an increase. God, I believe your anointing is going to intensify and magnify in this house. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many of you believe God right now? Would you find somebody to connect to? Just one other person. Take them by the hand and start praying together right now. If you believe that God is going to do it, come on, find somebody and join with them right now. Begin to pray in faith that you believe God is going to work miracles. That you believe God is going to answer prayer. That you believe God is going to give North America revival. That you believe God is going to give uh, an incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit in California, in Los Angeles, in Pasadena. Oh, that you believe that God still raises dead people. That you believe that God still opens blinded. I tell him you believe that. Don't let me be the one to just say it. Out of your mouth say that you believe that God is going to do those things that his word says. Say it. Hallelujah. Out of the mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. God, I believe that you got great things great things ready hallelujah 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 
Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, from within him shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Out of the belly or from within you shall flow. Now, of course, we understand in verse 39, he said, this he spake of the Spirit. So he likens the water that flows in a river to the Spirit flowing through an individual. He likens that water to the Spirit flowing. The water flows, the Spirit flows. When you, and so it's important to understand that, that the only way the Spirit can flow through you is when you're filled with the Spirit. You've got to be filled with the Spirit. But the Bible says this, out of your belly or from within you will flow. That's the key. It's got to flow. And there's stuff that wants to get in between us and the flow. There's a missionary woman by the name of Nona Freeman who in Africa was one night laying in her bed. And at that time, she said she could see lights flashing all around the camp because they were searching for these big spiders and they would obviously attempt to uh, kill them so nobody would get hurt because I think they were poisonous or something like that. Um, and so a boy came in and asked for a flashlight. She gave the flashlight and um, next thing you know, a few minutes later, she, a, a light was hitting her eyes and so she starts talking to what she thinks is a little boy uh, shining the light in her face, and she says, you know, um, can you not shine the light in my face? Or what are you doing? And when she looks through, she sees a man standing full of light. She realized that this was an angel. He was all lit up. It was nighttime, and it was so bright she could barely look, but she could she could see the figure of a man. And he pulled out a scroll. And this verse, John seven thirty eight, came out. And she was able to see that. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And she said that the word flow lifted off the page and started making it, its way towards her and got bigger. She said the word flow looked like diamonds and jewels. It started shining. Of course, for Many people, you tell this story and they don't believe that. But, you know, God, again, that's got to be willing to take off the limitations from God 
of course, we believe that the stories in the Bible that says he shut the mouths of the lions while Daniel was in the den. We believe the stories about David killing the giant with a little rock. We believe the stories of the Red Sea being parted and walls of Jericho coming down and Jesus healing people back then. But then when you talk about this kind of stuff now, it's like, uh, because we haven't seen that. But I'm telling you, God is getting us ready to see these kinds of things. We have to be open and be ready and be saying, God, whatever, just take off the, we remove all limitations from you, God. Because if, if we don't, we're just going to keep going in the same mode. But if, uh, same mode, I mean, of the past. I mean, because we're, we're on to something. This church is on to something. You can feel it. It's on to something. And, and what I mean by this is, is we got to believe the miraculous. So the word comes out and, the, and this angel tells her there are, there are these things that will hinder the flow of God, the flow of the spirit in your life. Angel began to talk to her about the fact that the, the rivers of water, the spirit of God, it, it's got to flow. The key, the key word there is flow. And so the angel began to list all these things that hinder the flow. Unforgiveness. Immorality. Start just naming all. Bitterness. All these things. And she wrote them all down. And she got on her face and she asked God to forgive her. She repented of all of these things. And of course, uh, those of you that might know her, those of you that don't know her, I, I don't know. She's one of the most powerful women of God I've ever met. She's like in her eighties and she, her and her husband, her and her husband, uh, basically went to Africa and started, uh, preaching the gospel in Africa. And many of the churches were built there in Africa because of her ministry and, and her husband's ministry. And, and she preached this. I remember she was talking about this one time and, and, uh, we were, we were in, in, in church and I, and I, and I really thought about that. And can I tell you something? Is that in getting ready for what God's going to do, we have to begin to say, God, I'm ready to take a look at myself. And I'm ready to say, God, whatever is in my life, whatever is in my heart, whatever is in me that is hindering the flow of your spirit, that, those waters of your presence to flow through my life without hindrance, God, I'm asking you to take that out. Why? Let me tell you why. Because it's exciting what I feel in the air. And I'd, I would not want to somehow simply touch that, experience a little, and then just kind of go, just kind of, I'm saying we, we want to get such a, such a hold on God that anything that can get in our way will be taken out of them. I want you to picture, I want you to picture piping, like a big pipeline. And I want you to picture on one side of this, you know, pipe, let's just say the pipe is as long as this beam. And, and I want you to picture on one side, waters flowing into that, rushing waters at such an incredible speed. And then on the other side of that pipe, drip, drip. What does that mean? You know what they'll do? They'll shut the water off and they'll get inside that pipe and they'll take whatever's out of there and get it out so the water can flow through. 
And God is moving. His spirit is moving through this place in an incredible, powerful fashion. And on an individual level, when you come in here, it's like the waters of God's presence are just moving and moving. But if there's things inside of us that are blocking that flow, it'll just be the drip, drip on the other side. And so what I feel, what I want to do is I want to get everything out of my heart that would stop God or hinder what God wants to do. God, reach into my heart. God, reach into those areas. God, and take out pride. God, take out unbelief. Remember, he that believeth on me. God, take out all my doubts. Take out all my little control freak kind of ways. And God, take it all out so you can do miraculous things. Let's get it all out. Let's get all the fear out. Let's get all the doubt out. Let's get all the questions. Let's get everything. Let's give it to Jesus. Let's surrender all that stuff to God. Bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, pride, hurt feelings. Let's get it all out and say, God, I just want you to do fresh and incredible things in my life. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, if we will ask God to remove everything that's standing in the way of the flow, the flow that he's about to bring up, our way is going to be so incredible. It's going to blow our minds. Amen. How many of you want the power of God to flow? As the musicians come, we're going to get ready to, to pray right now. We're going to get ready to just, just step into whatever God wants us to step into because there's, there's just a desperation in my soul. To say, God, if it's fear, if it's pride, if it's unbelief, if it's, if, it's, if it's any kind of thing in me that would stop what you want to do in me individually and in us corporately, God, I want it out. I want to let go of everything I've been holding. I want to let go of all unforgiveness. I want to let go of every attitude, everything that I might have in me, God. I want to get that out because I want all that you have to offer us. I'm going to tell you something. Miracles. How many of you want God to move through your life in a fresh way? As she plays this, I don't know what you feel to do. I don't know if you want to come to the altar. I don't know, but let's just pray. Can we just begin to pray all across this building? Let's just, let's just close our eyes and begin to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever you feel to do, if you feel to get on your knees. But would you just talk to God right now?
Hallelujah. Because what he's going to do, it's going to get even greater. It's going to get even more powerful. take a wound so deep that several things can happen. We can, I think many times, 
uh, have lived so long pushing that away that we don't really realize we're so used to avoiding it or not dealing with it um, and to protect ourselves so we don't feel the pain of that or somebody has hurt us so bad that we're just so consumed with our lives and we go to work and we go to school and we do the things we do but there is that thing inside of us that's so heavy or at times it's unbearable and the pain is so deep and it's hard for us to connect with God because there is a lack of trust. We, we trust, I mean, we, you're, you being here today shows that there's something inside of your heart that's reaching out to God and you love God or there's a desire for him. But at the same time, you know, church is like a hospital because we're all wounded people. And yes, I believe that there's moments that God will come in and I've been in those services and it's happened to me where all of a sudden God will touch me so deeply that I will begin to cry and weep and bawl like I, I don't normally do as though uh, like I'm dying or crying over a death or something, like grieving kind of weeping, like real intense. But it's like all those years or all that pressure or all that built up of all that stuff that I've been holding inside of my heart and it's coming out. And, and, and what's amazing is that God's patient. Of course, you know, God's not going to push anything on anybody here today. He's a gentleman. The point is, is that some of that is the reason why we can't have that flow like we wanted in our lives. He's moving. Remember, his spirit's pouring in, but it's not completely going all the way through because there's all that hurt. There's all that, that maybe even bitterness or unforgiveness. And, and we'll say, oh, no, I've forgiven. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm over it. And yet, you know, when you go home and you're all alone by yourself, you're hurting. You're hurting because you're alone. You're in pain because of what that man did to you. What that woman did to you. And you try to just move through it, but it's still there. It's still there. And the point is, is that there's full potential. There's, God has something greater out, out, of, out of, from within you shall flow. Rivers of what? Living water. Not, not stagnant, contaminated water, but living water. Fresh water. Life-giving. God is life-giving. And so, I don't know when you're ready for that. Could be today. Might not be today. But know this that if you are going to experience the true flow and fullness of God, at some point, you will come to that place where you surrender that to God. When you're willing to, I promise you, you will feel the presence of God so powerful in your life. 
you will see the miraculous power of God in your life. Right now it might be dried up, but that's because there's some things that God's trying to get out. And you say, well, why am I going through this? He's trying to get it out. The only way he can really deal sometimes with you and and really work in that area is by sometimes afflictions and trials and testing. Because he loves you and he wants to get that out of you. It hurts. It hurts. But if we'll get this out, if we'll get rid of all of that, those feelings and resentment and all that stuff, I promise you the river of God will flow through you so richly. And, and, And because we're a body, folks, and when you're affected, whether you realize it or not, it affects all of us. And when you're on top of the world and you're flowing with God, it affects all of us. The greater faith is greater faith is in the atmosphere when there's more people that are supercharged with faith. And I, I wanted to reach reach out to that need here today and not let it be that that you don't understand or that you just continue to run. Deal with that. Ask God to help you deal with that. And when you start to face trial and situation and difficulty and hardship, know this. The Bible says, uh, when various trials come to try you, knowing this, that the trial of your faith worketh patience. Those trials are meant to perfect you, to help you. God wants to get the anger out of us. Why? Because he wants to do some incredible things in your life and in this atmosphere. And the more that we're cleansed out, we're going to have faith to believe God for greater things. Instead of holding all of that and being imprisoned, imprisoned by fear, imprisoned by by unbelief, imprisoned by pain, imprisoned by bitterness, imprisoned by resentment. God's about to set some of you free in an incredible way. I'm speaking that to you in faith here this morning, or this afternoon. God is going to set you free. How many of you, anything I just said in the last two to three minutes, if I could have everybody just sit down for a moment. Everybody could just sit down for a moment. Is there anybody here that just feels in the last two to three minutes? Let's all let's all close our eyes. How many here right now feel like that's me? I'm at that place. I have such a deep seated hurt and pain. And you're willing just to just to stand up and lift your hands. Would you stand up? Amen. See, the first step in getting healing is honesty. And just recognizing it. And admitting that it's you. Amen? Are you ready? Just lift those hands up. Lift those hands up. Amen? Hallelujah. Something's about to, something's about to happen. I can already see it's happening. Now with your hands lifted, with your hands lifted, Let words come out of your mouth from your heart that you want to say to God right now. That's it all across this place. 
And as you let those words out, healing is going to begin to come. Can you do that? Can you do that? That's it. Maybe it's Jesus. I forgive. You know the name of the person. But just let, let, your, let your heart, come on, let, let those tears flow. And I'm going to pray a prayer over you right now. And we're going to have ministry and those that have faith to come by and lay hands on you. Keep your hands lifted. Are you ready? Are you ready? I feel great faith in the house and great healing in the house. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the authority of the Word of God and by the power that is in the name of Jesus, I release healing all across this building right now. I speak faith in this house right now that God hearts are being mended. Lord Jesus, chains are being broken. God, liberty is coming to people's hearts right now. I need ministry to begin to lay hands on people very simply and just say in the name of Jesus. You don't need to pray long prayer. Just say in the name of Jesus and move on. That's it. Something's going to begin to happen right now. From the back to the front, to the left, to the right. In the name of the Lord, Lord, in Jesus' name, let healing flow. God, I forgive my father. God, I forgive my mother. God, I forgive my brother or sister. Lord, I forgive. God, God, forgive me for having hatred and and bitterness in my heart. God, I give it to you. God, I don't want it anymore. God, I don't want it in my heart anymore. God, I don't want to hold this burden anymore. God, I give it to you. God, any rebellion that might be in my heart, God, I give it to you. God, any resentment that I might even have towards you because I felt you should have done things differently. God, forgive me for having that towards you. Come on, that's it. That's it. Let your voices out. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing. I release healing in this place. I release healing in this place right now. There is a sweet anointing in the sanctuary. There is a stillness in the atmosphere. Come and lay down the burdens you have carried. For in the sanctuary, God is here. There is a sweet anointing in the sanctuary. There is a stillness. In the atmosphere, come and lay down the burdens you have carried. For in the sanctuary, God is Heal your hopeless heart 
God is sweet. There is a sweet anointing in the sanctuary. There is a stillness in the atmosphere. Come and lay down the burdens you have carried. For in the sanctuary, God is here.
Come and lay down the burden. 